Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. We are here for another episode of Mavens Do It Better. I am here with the awesome, wonderful Robert Bogue. Woo! <laughs> be my own fan club today. Yeah. Oh, well. Ah, yeah. Yes. Dear friend and colleague, and um, we are catching up. Where are we? With San Diego. Yes, we are. Yes. And we just saw each other in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a back-to-back. And then we haven't seen each other in a really long time. Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we're at the AIM conference, so it's kind of fun. Um, So I wanted to have Rob on. As you all know, um, these interviews are about extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world, and I definitely think that about Rob in many, many realms, um, definitely in technology, and he's got all kinds of really cool things that he does outside of that as well that we're going to talk about today. So, But let's start off with um, your moniker in the technology, in the SharePoint community that you've had a long time. You mean this, the SharePoint Shepherd? Yes. Or the guy that carries the big stick? <laughs> yes. It's actually a crook. Yes. Um, he carries a crook around, y'all. Yeah. So where did that come from and how did that start? Uh, honestly, it needed an alli- I needed an alliteration. Um, I needed something that would be funny. And <laughs> I'm like, S's. And Sherpa was taken. And so then it became, uh, then it became Shepherd. Um, and then... Uh, so I do travel with the staff, mm-hmm. um, and I often get asked how I do that. Right. Um, I have a trick staff. It c- breaks down into three pieces. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> I'm always worried that TSA is going to stop me. Right. Because I have like a quarter staff in my bag. Oh, sure. Because it's right? still pretty big, right? Well, it's like t- the three pieces. Or yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, you think you assemble them. So they don't know the difference between a quarter staff and a shepherd's crook. Right. So... Um, but that's how that started. We uh, initially published the SharePoint Shepherd's Guide for End Users in yes. 2008. Wow. Um, on right. the 2007 version. Mm-hmm. And then we did 2010, 2013, 2016. Uh, and now uh, we're kind of in this continuous integration for Office 365. Right. And it started out as a book? So it was always a book that wasn't supposed to be a book. Right. Um, <laughs> So I did been doing publishing for a really long time. Right. And so I knew how to do that. I knew how to make books. Cool. Um, but it was always intended mm-hmm. to be tasks that you put into SharePoint that were searchable. Right. Um, and so we do the book. I call the book, that's our promo materials. Okay. Right? Fair enough. Yep. Um, and so we've been doing that for a long time. And it's super cool. I love um, the ability to customize. Uh-huh. So our customers can... Um, change the content right and even as we're doing updates we leave their content intact right um, they can add new content and it's super searchable because we actually deploy it into their environments yeah i was just gonna say tell everybody how you deploy yeah. it yeah 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 it's a it's a it's a push and you don't have to have super permissions you you start the program and it pushes all the content in mm-hmm. uh, and so that that then makes it a part of your search index right so you do that, and you do a little keyword, action word for help, and somebody can type in help column, and it'll give them all the results for columns. Right. Um, we also do, for for the customers who have multiple versions of SharePoint, mm-hmm. like we've all kind of, you know, it's kind of, kind of like we've collected dishes over right. the years, right? <laughs> and they don't exactly match. <laughs> yeah. um, and so there's actually a version selector. So if you are saying, oh, how do I add a column in Office 365? And you're like... How was this done back in the dark ages of right. 2007? 
you literally click on a selector and it shows you the way it was done in 2007. Right, right. Um, so wow. it's, it's super fun to walk down memory lane. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. And with that, there are, tell everybody about, because I know, because I, we, so Rob and I talk on Skype sometimes on video and so like he can see like my office and I can see his studio and all of that and I know that you have a really fancy studio at your place. I do. With a green screen and all that kind of yep. jazz. So yep. like you are also making videos all the time that are part of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the, the Shepherd's Guide comes with videos. Yep. So every task comes with videos. Uh, but then we also do other course productions. So for instance, mm -hmm. AIM, the conference we're at now, yep. uh, that organization, I built their implementing information management on SharePoint and Office 365 course that they sell. Gotcha. Um, and the funny thing about a video studio is the video is the easy part. Oh, yeah, sure. The audio is really super hard. Ah. And so I have more invested in the audio in my studio than I have in the video. Okay. Um, and people are like, um, getting all the sound suppression panels and covering every panel and the audio gear and all that stuff to make it sound beautiful. Right. Super expensive. Yeah. Right. No, I, yes. It's not <clears throat> cheap. That is for sure. <laughs> so, so that's what, for me, that's been the thing that... Um, we the video we produce is beautiful. It's pictures, beautiful, but it is rock solid on the audio side. Right. Um, and so I, I just love that about yeah. having the studio. That's awesome. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that you know even with podcasts and stuff like these little Zoom, like we're I'm using an H4 um, and Pro Zoom, you know, and this has a pretty good microphone and stuff. But when you start doing it when we're not in person, yep. Oh my goodness, yep. you know, it's like if you're using bad equipment, it sounds terrible. And someone was like, "I think it's in this ear and not that ear." And when it plays right. in my car and blah blah right. blah, and you're just like, "Holy cats!" Like it's just a lot to think about making content with this sort of thing. So right. yeah. Um, so you are also a awesome book reviewer. Yeah. So. If you don't know this, I post a lot of Rob's book reviews. Like, I'll post them up on my Creative Maven site because I think they're awesome. And what's great about them is that they're, like, my own personal sort of cliff notes to these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to read the whole book. I just read Rob's thing. It takes me a couple minutes, it's, and I'm good. It's great. Or, you know, giving me a flavor if I want to read something or not. But So talk about how you got into doing that. I mean, obviously, you're a reader, so, mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> um, so I started... Five or six years ago, mm -hmm. um, and it was this part of my life that it was a, a period of time in my life where I needed to grow. I was going I went through a divorce and got remarried, and, and I started to think, like, you know, the thing I'm going to do for me, the thing I'm going to do to grow and become a better me is I'm going to read a book a week. Um, and that was really easy when you didn't have other people you, you need to worry about. Right. But I kept it up. Yeah. Uh, and though most people think my, my reading list is boring... Um, because it's it's marketing, it's psychology, it's leadership, it's business, it's it's all this stuff, but none of it is like fiction right, or right. you know. Um, so every single week, I will read a book, and then I post the review Monday morning at eight o'clock Eastern time. Mm -hmm. um, the only other interesting thing, because because you said it's a good summary, but the thing I enjoy most about it is linking topics together. Mm. So yeah, yeah, for right. me. It's, oh, this in marketing, and this in psychology, and this in business, and this in leadership, and, and connecting all those things. That, for me, is the part that is allowing me to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. That's, it's super, everyone, we'll put a link to his stuff in the show notes, but it's really, 
it's cool. I and I like the well, I like your brain. So like I like the way that you do those connections and and link other books, you know, that you've read into sort of how you think about stuff. So you've been in the Microsoft ecosystem for how long? Well, first the earth cooled, then the dinosaurs <laughs> came. Um, so I've been in it for a really long really, really long time. A couple yeah. of decades. Uh, MVP for fifteen years now. Yes, okay. Just super fun. Yeah. Um Lots of great people, mm-hmm. um, and and we've been a partner for a long time too. But that's yeah, you know, that's just kind of what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And tell everybody where you do. We tell everybody where you live and where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so live in Indianapolis. Uh, been there for a long time. We have seven kids, two dogs, um, and it's it's just a great place to be. Yeah, um, not so great in the winters, but but. You know, I'm, I'm kind of digging this San Diego weather. Um, <laughs> yeah, not so bad. I, I'm from, you know, I'm from, I lived Michigan. in, yeah, I'm from Michigan and I lived in Zionsville. Yeah. Right there. So I, I'm an Indiana gal myself for some years and growing up. Yeah, it's a good place. It's a good place to be. It's good people. For sure. Yeah. So. I know. I like that too. Um, and you know, with, you know, seven kids, I, I know your wife, who's lovely, yeah. who's visited me in, in uh, California before. And you two have really cool things that you collaborate on together yep. as well. Will you talk about some of your collaborations? Yeah. So, yeah, so there's a couple of things that we did. So back in 2015, one of the things that we did was we created a set of child safety cards. Yeah. So Terry was supporting the pediatric uh, intensive care unit and noticing that parents and kids weren't really talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we created cards to get them to talk to each other. And then we added safety sayings from the CDC or the American Academy of Pediatrics. We added a dice replacement. Nice. Um, and so that's in our Kin to Kid brand. Um, Say it again. Kin to Kid. K-I-N. K-I-N, the number two, uh-huh. K-I-D. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yep. Um, so we did that. We have a book coming out in May. Um, the Society for Human Resource Management is going to publish Extinguish Burnout, A Practical Guide to Prevention and Recovery. Um and then we're going to be speaking at national conference, which is super fun. Um, and it's it's about how do you not get burnout in what you do? And nursing has this, healthcare has this, IT yeah. has everybody sure. has this, yeah, 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 right. right. Um, and you can get burnout in life, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're super. What do you mean? As I know, what are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think we all have been there. Uh, we, yes, we have, and we've talked about it extensively. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. Uh, so we get that going on. We had a patent issued last month. So in February, we had a patent issued for an IV dressing innovation. Uh, so the the short of it is, dressings need to be clean, dry, and intact to prevent bacteria from getting in your bloodstream and killing you. Um, and it's hard to assess dryness because you always have gloves on. So oh, so super super simple. Uh, and we're super looking forward to that getting out in the market. 100,000 people, roughly, die every year from healthcare-associated infections. Wow. So we're trying to, like, save lives. Yeah. I mean, it makes the SharePoint thing seem really boring. <laughs> but but I love the community there, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's So, yeah, I, you two collaborate a lot together, which is really exciting. And yeah. then you are doing things... I don't know. Like, how does do they just come up because of something you're passionate about, or is it like the, how did know, it come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did it, yeah so, how did it happen? so the the card started on a conversation back from SharePoint Saturday in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, and we were frustrated because 
parents and kids weren't talking. Right. And we're like, well, how do we get them to do that? Hmm. And then it was cards, and then and it just snowballed, right? Right. The dressing, um, we were on our way to our son in Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, and we're driving through the middle of Pennsylvania at 1.30 in the morning. Right. By the way, there is nothing in the middle of Pennsylvania, <laughs> much less at 1.30 in the morning. It's dark. Right. And um, Terry was whining a little bit about this kid who got sick mm-hmm. uh, from a bug that is a gut bug. It's a normal thing you have in your in your gut. Um, but he was in serious condition. And so it's 1.30 morning. I'm making random connections. I said, well, dog vomit fluoresces and maybe human vomit does too. Now, why I knew that dog vomit fluoresces, oh I have no idea. Okay. So then we <laughs> – so at, at – from my mobile phone, mobile hotspot, we ordered from Amazon five lights, and the nurses test the fluorescent lights with kids, and human vomit does not. Okay. Uh, then Good I'm like, to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you ever need it. But scorpion, anything from a scorpion, including your urine, does fluoresce as well. So there's your trivial pursuit fact for the okay, day. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, maybe we could feed them green fluorescent protein. So when they do vomit, it will fluoresce. Mm-hmm. And we decided that was probably not going to go over really well. Yeah, no. Um, but then we settled on, you know what, any liquid is a problem. Mm-hmm. It just happens that someone vomiting on their dressing is is super bad because you get bugs already in it. But any liquid is bad. Okay. And so that's what we came up with. Well, we'll just make a moisture-indicating dressing. Ah. So. I see. Interesting. Yeah, so they're all, they, they're all some problem we bump into right and then we just go well what could we do to fix it well yeah i mean there's that's there's so many people that talk about all kinds of ideas and things all the time but then they never take action yeah yeah (laughs) it's hard taking action so we're working right now on um um so if any of the listeners work at a hospital and know environmental services they only clean half the stuff they're supposed to and that's research. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. It's just research. Right. Um, we've got a way to improve their cleaning rate. Mm. Um, and if I can get them from 50% to 75% of the objects that they're supposed to be cleaning, and notice my target is not 90 yeah, or 100, yeah, yeah, yeah. 75, um, I can reduce hospital-associated infections by about um, – it, it's about – well, it's about 20%, which works out to be about one to two in, one to two infections per employee per year. Wow. Um, so hmm. we're super excited about the ability to work on that. And to, mm-hmm. to, that one actually brings a little bit more of my technology uh, background into it. But it's, but it's how do we keep people from getting hurt and getting sick right. and dying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and isn't that kind of, you know, some of the most important things? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? you know? yeah. Well, so in that one, I'll tell you the, the story behind that one was... Yeah. Terry was in the hospital for something, and she's fine now, but yeah, yeah. she was in the hospital and saw the environmental services cleaning mm-hmm. and said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I can fix that. And she's like, you can't fix that. That's humans. You can't. I'm like, nope. I've got 20 years of training. I know how to fix that problem. Right. Um, yeah. Is that coming soon? Dot, dot, dot. Um, I need... I, I, You're so, working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. I really... The problem is the savings, which mm-hmm. is an in infection control, and the cost is all in environmental services. And they're so far apart in the organization. Right. So I've got to try and find a company that, uh, a healthcare 
organization that really gets it. Right. As like, not only do we want to save millions upon millions of dollars every year, mm -hmm. but we also don't want people getting sick. Right. And when I find that when I find that client, we'll we'll yeah. roll through production and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you going to take the um, the cards uh, at, in places outside the U.S.? Is that already? Being of. Oh, we haven't. Cards, the, the cards are a really interesting thing. Like, because I carry them with me all the time, and I give them to people yeah, yeah. randomly, which occasionally gets me some weird looks at airports and stuff. <laughs> but mostly, people are like, "Oh, thank you." Um, we're those are ones that are philanthropy for us, right? right? We're trying right. to just get them in the market so that people don't accidentally hurt their kids. Mm -hmm. right? They just don't know. Yep. Um, but we—that's another case where we're actually waiting for the right partner. Yeah, yeah. To want. To push this mission, right, right. So, what what does the uh, optimal partner look like? Because they might be listening. Um, honestly, it's reach to the affected market, which is people who don't have a lot of family around. So they're they're younger parents. Um, the cards really talk through grade school, mm -hmm. elementary school, um, and a lot of interactions, a lot of touch points with those sorts of folks. Um, we really felt like there are lots of places mm. where kids are at that it'd be super cool to have these um, either as a giveaway or as a low-cost item that right. they could purchase. Like, well, and give an example of like one of the cards, like something that it teaches. Oh, um, the simple stuff would be stuff like don't let your kids play with the dog uh, near food, right? Mm. Like that's super, like you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Dogs, food, they get protective, right? Kids mm -hmm. will get hurt. Um, there's things like don't uh, don't let your kids be outside while you're mowing. Mm -hmm. um, kids take two weeks to adjust to heat. Um, babies um, respond to temperature changes quicker, so you have to be more careful with them mm -hmm. than others. So it's it's a variety of things, and really, what we did is we took the CDC's vital statistics, and they keep this, and it's what people are getting injured by. Okay. And we sorted them, and we took the top of the list, mm. and those made it into cards. Yeah. Um, and then the child-drawn artwork is pretty cute, because you get to yeah. see kind of what the kids thought. Right, right. That's so cool. I love that. So anyone listening, food for thought on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Well, we, we, we really do want to get them out there. Yeah. Um, and going back to, to the technology land, um, I mean, you've been in this business area for a really long time. What's um? What do you think's coming? You know, like what's 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 on the horizon? You know, or or, or like the things that people say is it like AI and you know and and uh, yeah, virtual okay, reality. Okay, okay. And, and so, so you know, like all right. So let's do AI first. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. because I this is one of those things. Like, so we're sitting at the game conference, and now everybody's talking about robotic process automation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, sorry, we've been doing this for a long time. We called it business process automation, right? But we didn't have the AI component, right? right? And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, we've got AI now, right? So what is AI? Well, AI is anything we haven't figured out how to do before, right? <laughs> it's really, it, people are like, oh, AI, AI, AI. You know what? 20 years ago, OCR was AI. 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. optical character recognition was super amazing and it was impossible and it was... Wow. Right. right. And now, if you talk to somebody about AI, they won't put OCR in the list. Mm, right. 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 So AI is just the stuff that we want you to want to long for, hope that you right. get. Yeah. 
and, right. and it's and it's good stuff and it's magical and boy, I love mathematicians and statisticians who can make this stuff work. Right. Um, but for me, it's all the same. It's all we. It's all what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I loved my data man. My little. <clears throat> do you remember what those were? So it was like a. It wasn't a calculator. It was in the shape of a robot. It was literally called Data Man. And it taught me my multiplication tables. Yeah. Like like a little, a little Alfie like, sort little, of thing? Yes. yes. It was a little <clears throat> dealio. And to me, that was like the best thing I've ed- I'd ever had. In my yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so future, right? Yeah. Like to answer your question. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm most excited about mm-hmm. is that every iteration we learn a little bit more about how to make technology work for actual humans. Yeah. And, and we're not getting it right yet, right? I don't want to say that we're getting it right, and the pendulum keeps swinging, right? Like, so we have all this stuff on-prem, and it's deployed, and blah, 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 and big corporations can't change it for 10 years, right? And now we're on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, oops, I blinked, and I, oh, Office 365 changed, and oh, I blinked again, and man, now I've got teams instead of groups, and I blink again, and... I, and I think we're, we're we're too far on that end, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I'm but I like the idea that we're going to swing to the middle. Yeah. And we're going to figure out how to help people be successful with all this technology that we keep dreaming up and implementing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's with anything in a way. You know, it's like you, the pendulum. Like it, it sometimes it swings so hard one way or gets stuck. And we're. I mean, I think we're all wanting things to be just. Balance, yeah, balance more, you know. Um, yeah, now I thought because since we are here at the AIM conference, it's always interesting to see where things are moving, in particular with you know, paper and you know, somebody. Oh, I was dealing with an insurance issue the other day, and she was like, Yeah, well, you can fax it. And I was like, Who has a fax machine? You have a fax machine? I do actually have a fax machine. Oh my god. Why do you have a fax machine? Because I have a big multifunction copier in, in oh. my office and it has fax built in. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right? But, but, but the you, 80s have called. Okay, well, and they right, want it back. Right. I was like, you don't have a standalone fax machine though. No. Okay, all right, let's be clear. But but that is but my point is is that I think that because you work and do a lot of things in healthcare. Yep. Like healthcare, anything financial services and utility yep. and some of our sort of I guess the the most sort of important industries mm-hmm. are the ones that probably still have fax machines yep. and so many paper records and all of yep. that stuff. And I see it moving, but I don't see it moving as fast as it could. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wonder why. I guess I, I I mean I have my opinions about why, but why why do you think? Um. You know, it takes just a ton of energy yeah. to manage all this churn. Yep. yep. Right? And mm-hmm. absolutely, should we maybe get rid of fax machines? Yeah, I would agree. We need to get rid of the fax machines. Mm-hmm. But to change a business process, or rather to change all of the business processes, yeah. takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't like change. <clears throat> right. I mean, I don't care, you know, coming to any show, any of these technology shows, and talking to people... Walking into a customer, they, you know, you may have the best thing that they've ever seen and they love it and they're like, yeah, that's great. And they're like, I don't know. Right. Do I have to move from here to there? Right. To do it? Right. Oh, and you're like, it's like, and and sometimes it's free. Right. You know what I mean? Like right, you right, right. You can't even give it away. I know. 
to have somebody make a change. Right. You know, and I know you talk a lot about like adoption, user adoption and all yep. of that stuff. Has your has your uh, spiel changed or is it the same? It's changed. Mm. It's more informed. Oh, um, okay. So I, I spend more time. What I realize is the people I am talking to have never been trained in organizational change management. Ah, yes. They've never been trained in psychology or communications mm-hmm. or engagement or, or, or. Right. And so what I realize is I'm talking to somebody who drives a car mm-hmm. about how to repair a car. Right. And it doesn't work. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we... So basically I'm teaching auto mechanics. Right. Um, right. Or I'm saying if you will let us, we will, we will repair your car for you. Right. Um, or we can teach you to change <clears throat> right. oil. Right. And do like this, like five things that... Right. On this checklist right. that you can do yourself. Right. I mean, learning to cook. Right. If you, th- if you think about learning to cook, mm-hmm. you could become an expert chef. Sure. Or I can teach you a handful of things and I can give you a box of recipes and you know what? You're going to do okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and I'm not even talking like box dinners kind of okay. I'm like, right. you know, if you learn how to scramble an egg and, and bake a chicken breast and yeah. a handful of things, that's all you need. Yeah. You're going to do all right. Yeah. So you've, you're writing, a, we've written a book that's going to come out that's about burnout. Yep. How do you, not to dig too personal, but like, how do you avoid that? How have you avoided that? And does that come into the book? Are there stories like about your personal life? Is it like, how does... Yeah, there's definitely stories. Um, There's definitely stories. Um, They're really, they tend to be more about the kids or our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're definitely the stories. I think, so I don't mean to oversimplify this because then people won't buy the book. But, but... (laughs) It does. I don't think it matters in a way because it's like you can tell people to do X, Y, and Z. That's going to be good for them, and they still don't do it. Right. Right. So here's the. So so we have two models in the book. Yeah. One is the bathtub model, and it is your personal agency is a bathtub, and when the bathtub is empty, empty, you have burnout. Okay, and that's super simple. Okay. Now, what fills the bathtub are your results, your support, and your self care. So if you keep those things flowing. Mm-hmm. then everything keeps working. Now, by the way, the drain has a valve on it so that you can minimi- you can manage that, mm-hmm. and those are the demands that are placed on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at a basic level, if you feel like you have the capacity to get things done, mm-hmm. you're unlikely to be in burnout. Right. The second model in the book is a little harder to get. You have to kind of... There's more that's needed, but I'll give you the basic framework. Mm-hmm. And the basic framework is you have to feel effective. Now, I said personal agency, the ability to get things done. Effective is actually a past tense. You're looking backwards. Mm-hmm. And you're evaluating what should I have gotten done <laughs> with what I perceived I did get done. Okay. When those two things get too far out of whack, when you feel like, oh, my gosh, I should have gotten way more done. You expect more of yourself, you get, and you have a lower view of what results you got. Right. You'll be in burnout, and then so you trip those over to where you feel like, you know what? I'm doing a really darn good job. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting stuff done. And then it will be difficult for you to fall into the trap of burnout. Right. 
I like that. I think because sometimes with, with burnout and some of these issues, there's like, I don't know, in being in different panels, you and I speak a lot on different yep. panels and talk about that stuff. And I feel like sometimes that it's like, there's like somebody will be like, well, you know, you just have to be positive or you have to be like vocal or you have to do blah, blah, blah. And I feel like sometimes we don't use good examples. Like I like it. It's like that seems it's like the bathtub system. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's a visual and you can see it and yep. you can be like that. It's lower or higher and you turn the drain on or off. But I feel like sometimes you read books or you like listen to people talk and it's like these big sort of... Uh, I will call it like an empty slogan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's exciting. So it's, it's, there's a system and then there's also examples and stories of Mm -hmm. people that, you know, your family and friends about how either they've gone into it or gotten out of it. Yep. Okay. (coughs) That's awesome. I can't wait to read it. Tell, say the name of it again. Extinguish burnout, a practical guide to prevention and recovery. How many books have you written? Uh, that'll be 27. Holy cats. I think I knew that. I knew it was in the 20s, but I didn't know yeah. it was 27. When did you write your first book? Oh, 91, I wrote a chapter in a book. Wow. And so you get... By the way, I say 27. It doesn't mean I wrote everything in all the books. Fair when enough. you write one chapter, that you get counts. author credit. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's what... That so counts. Author credit on 27. When this book is published, it'll be 27. Hmm. What is the one that... Is there one that has, like, I don't know, that... Is it something about like the first or is there something about maybe this one or is there something about one that you were like, this is the most awesome thing? Like what's, what's the, is there one? It, it, it's this one. It's okay. Extinguished Burnout. And part of it is I got to work with Terry on it yeah. and we got to work on it together. Right. Um, she and I had worked on a chapter in a information overload book by the American Nursing Association. Ah. Um, and that was fun. Yep. Um, but this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other books that I did prior to that stuff, it, it's mostly technology books. Mm-hmm. And again, I love technology and I don't sure. want to minimize it. But this this for us is Extinguished Burnout is going to change people's lives. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't get stuck anymore. You don't develop depression. You don't – like the, the correlation numbers, if you look at some of the research – um, some of the researchers are trying to say that burnout and depression are not different. I don't agree with that, but that there's some really high correlations. Yeah. So if I can figure out how to keep you out of burnout, yeah. And and it does it does by the way, the flow of information is having burnout leads to depression, mm-hmm. right? It's if it, it's a fast follower, it falls within three months. Sure. Um, but if I can keep people out of burnout, right? Maybe I can keep them out of depression. And depression is predicted to be the largest healthcare, not mental health, healthcare issue we will have on the planet by 2020. Well, and stress and depression and all of that stuff leads to us getting, it's disease. Right. It's cancer. It's right. All the, it's the, it, all of those things are what that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the things that you're like, you turn around one day and you're like, really? Yeah. You know, but it's like, yeah, remember all the times you've been stressed and yeah. bananas and couldn't get things done and felt terrible about yourself and yeah. like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely believe that as well. Wow. I, this is so exciting. Um, I can't wait to read it. Uh, you also have 
talk about did we talk about your organizational and communication videos at length no. at all? So no. Let's talk so about that. so because he, he's got all kinds of great stuff, y'all. He's yeah, like I, he's just got we're bouncing around, but like I, I keep remembering all the cool I, stuff I you're doing. I can't sleep. I, I know. Do. <laughs> um, so one of the common so one of the common problems about technology. So we start talking about what's new in technology and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the common things in technology is getting the users to adopt it. Mm-hmm. And what I find is all the folks haven't been trained, psychology come, all that stuff. So what I started to do was put together pieces mm-hmm. that c- people can use in their own communication. So if I go back to a cooking metaphor, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I pre-make something and then you can season it and it's yours. You right. made it. Right. But all the core of it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've got two series that are, that are uh, releasing publicly. With, they've got bumpers on them, but... They're releasing publicly. One is engagement videos. Mm-hmm. And so that started with Where's Waldo? And that's not engagement, like getting down on one knee. No, we're not talking about exchanging rings. Okay. Uh, we're talking about how do you get your users excited about yeah. your technology. Gotcha. Uh, so that started with Where's Waldo and just teaches people how to search on their internet. Uh, it ends with wormhole physics, which is not yet posted, <laughs> uh, which is about how you use Teams Microsoft to connect yep. people, Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. um, you connect people across time and space. And and the spoiler alert is, so I'm the SharePoint Shepherd. Yes. My characters are, they're, they're like leading lamb, Sam sheep, Elaine you, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of in that. <clears throat> so I made a call to the field. Right. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And so I called Lola Lamb while she was in the field. Right. Right. It's just, uh, but, but Literally. so you have to you have to see that uh, uh-huh. episode and that'll post at some point, um, and then so that was how do you how do you tease that into the middle of a communication about the rollout you're doing, right? Or how do you get people excited once you've rolled out? Mm-hmm. And I kept doing this, I kept doing this, and what I realized was the corporate communicators these are the, most of the time they're the admin person for the department right. who's generating the story about whatever, mm-hmm. right? They've never been taught communications. Right, mm-hmm. they don't have journalism backgrounds. They don't know about inverted pyramids. They, when people talk about inverted pyramid, they think about the bangles, right? The, like talk like no, that's walk like an Egyptian. Right, Sorry, right, right. but but they don't know, right? They don't know to write emotionally. They don't know how to write a story. Yep. Oh my gosh, if you've not been in drama or journalism or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't know how to write a story. No. Right. Right. If I said Joseph Campbell, if you've been through story stuff and writing stuff, you know Joseph Campbell. It's hero story and. And you know that stuff, but if you've never done that, right? Right. And and, and the teaser for the folks who are who are listening, if you don't know that, um, it's the framework that George Lucas used for Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the thing. Um, and so we have a series of those. Those are six hundred words, four minute videos, hmm. um, and those are posting. Um, those are posting every other week. So the engagements one week, and then we do communications. Um, folks can use those directly. The videos are up on YouTube. If they want to subscribe to uh, a series of them, so A, they get them pushed. Um, I give them to them off my video platform with shorter bumpers. Um, and then if they say, no, this is really good, I really have to have this, they can buy a license that has really no bumpers. Oh, okay. And they can either deploy internally, which sure. they can use to watch their activity and know who's watching them. Right. Or um, they're also allowed to use them off of my video hosting platform um, but they have no bumpers and no ads and no like it's just yeah, yeah, the yeah. video. Got it. The content. That's yeah. super cool. So I like that methodology on 
you know, in our gig economy of like using the content, how you want to use it and license it and all yep. that stuff. That's super cool. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, it's a new experiment for me. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I like experiments. Most yeah. of them fail. Um, oh, come on. Well, no, they do. <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of mine says, I know, no, I mean a thousand light bulbs. Or yeah. Whatever, or right. Whatever, or whatever. A friend the, of mine's like, know. I love Rob. I love that you never fail. And I looked at her and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I know. Failure always leads to really good things, usually. Let a, let a lemonade out of big lemons. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I look at failure. Failure is not an option, yeah. it's the pathway. Yes, exactly. So. Fail hard, fail quick, fail fast, fail a lot, move on for yep. sure. That's good. Keep failing, just don't let it be fatal. Yes. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no Darwin Awards for anybody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, y'all, watch this. <laughs> So we've got a new book coming out. We've got videos. Oh my goodness! You've got a patented uh, band. Ivy dressing. Ivy, sorry, Ivy yeah. dressing. I wanted to say that right. Um, I don't even want to say what else. Anything else? I mean, I know you. Gee, coming, I hope not. Yeah, I know. Like, you, no burnout for you, Mister. Yeah. So. Um, well, again, results, results versus expectations, yes. right? My expectations are low, and <laughs> I'm cranking stuff out. It may not be very good, but it's I'm cranking it out. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Where where will we see you speaking next? Uh, SharePoint? I don't know. Well, so I don't know. See, so there's the thing. I know that I'm speaking at the SHRM conference nationally. I know I'm uh, speaking at the Association for Professionals in Infection Control. Cool. Okay. Um, I've got uh, HR conference I'm speaking at in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've got more stuff. Yeah. The, the best thing on speaking schedule is go to the website, go to thorprojects.com. Yeah. And on the lower right is the upcoming speaking schedule. Yes. And his website is Thor, T H O R, like Thor. The Viking god of war and thunder. <laughs> Thorprojects.com, so you can catch him there. And uh, we'll put uh, more links up on show notes. What's your Twitterati handle? It's Robert Bogue, I believe. Rob Bogue, at Rob, it Rob Bogue. Yeah, it's at, at Rob, Rob Bogue. Bogue. Okay, yeah. and if and if that's wrong, we'll fix it. But <laughs> Well, I don't... So, I should know this stuff, I know, I was but like, I don't I, use I tweet, it, actually. I tweet you all the time, but I'm like, I don't know either. But anyway, we'll put it in the show notes as well. So, cool. Rob, man of many maven hats... <laughs> For sure, um, and such a dear friend. And thank you, thank you for catching up and being on here and telling everybody. I, you just you always have such cool things going on, and I'm always just like, wow, you know, because they're, you know, just from the heart, you know, and wanting yeah. to help. If we if we look, you know, Josh said, uh, he he said, you know, figure out what kind of ding you want to make in the universe. Yeah, and and for Terry and I. I think I figured it out. I think we're going to go ding this healthcare-associated infections thing, and I think we're going to grind it into the ground. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's amazing, right? And love to Terry and thank her, too. But, yeah, yeah, so, so good. So, thank you, Rob. Thank you, (laughs) Rob. Absolutely. Well, everyone. Be fantastic. Okay. I'm going to work on that every day, I think, hopefully. Yes. Folks, uh, catch us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all the places where you listen to your wonderful podcasts. And here's to you and another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.